Hello, and welcome to Gifts of the Weird. I'm Jan, your host, and with me is the fabulous Bella Seal. Bella is a priestess of Nihelenia, a composer of wonderful chants, and a creator of beautiful oracle decks. So far, she has released the Oracle of Nihelenia and the Transformational Oracle of the Morrigan. And she is now in the finalizing stages of her third deck, the Oracle of Freya, Journey of the Volva. Bella, welcome to Gifts of the Weird. Hi. Thank it is, you. It is so good to have you back. Thanks for thanks for doing this. And uh, this is our third time as well on the, the uh, podcast. We've had you to chat with us about Nihilenia and the Morrigan both. Yes. Thank you for one more time to invite me to be here and to do this beautiful podcast talking about the goddesses and about the oracles and sharing all the creations. It's uh, an honor to me to be here. It's, it is wonderful. And I know that a lot of people are going to be interested in the Freya deck because, or the Oracle of Freya, because a lot of people are very much connected to Freya. And they are also a lot of people who are, we call them seeresses, they're vulvas, uh, there's men who do the work as well called seers. And I just really think that this is going to be a deck that people will really connect to and they'll uh, help them to explore some of the many facets and beautiful things of the goddess Freya. Yeah, I hope so. I'm so excited. Um, I feel so blessed to have the inspiration to create this deck and to explore uh, the meanings of the cards and the symbols related to Mor to sorry to Freya. <laughs> Morgan is still too present, <laughs> and um, yes, uh, I'm really excited. Uh, I cannot see the the time to share this to have people. Uh, holding the cards and doing their readings and giving me beautiful feedbacks like they used to do with my other Oracle decks. Well, how did you first become interested in Freya? Or shall we say, how did Freya become interested in you? Wow. <laughs> Since I started uh, worshipping in Helena in 2009, I was really interested on Norse mythology. But in the beginning, I was... Um, more interested on Frigga and I started worshipping Frigga too mm -hmm. and I always had a little uh, interest in Freya was not a big connection but anyway I think uh, Freya is so it's so attractive as a goddess so shining, so beautiful that I think it's impossible <laughs> to ignore her but for many years, I never developed uh, a real connection with her. And it's interesting because I released the, the deck of Nehalenia. I was working with the, the deck of Morrigan. And uh, I had an inspiration to work with Arinhold. That was a goddess that I never had any contact before. And uh, like... At the same time, I, I was uh, having this inspiration to work to work with Arianhold. I had the inspiration to work with Freya, and then I started doing uh, having a, a, a few rituals, uh, a few uh, celebrations with Freya. So it was a way to connect to her, 
and start uh, and I started to study and to explore uh, mythology and all the the other information I could find about her. So it's interesting because um, my inspiration started. It was a summer uh, day. It was really hot three years ago. <laughs> and I, I was on the beach uh, with my, my husband. And it was really a hot day. The beach was really clouded. And I, and I was sitting on the, on the sand. And my, my husband was by my side. And a ladybug came to my arm. And I love ladybugs. I, I, since I was a kid, I think they are really cute. And I started looking at the, the, the ladybug going around my arm. And after a few seconds, the ladybug uh, departed. And I continued talking to my husband. The ladybug came back to the same spot in my arm. And I started laughing and say, wow, it came back. I'm, I'm adopting as a pet. And I told my husband, please take a picture. And then he took a picture and the ladybug departed again. And one more time, the ladybug came to my arm and stayed there for a while till it went uh, out and didn't come back anymore. So three times the ladybug in my arm and I had no idea the meanings, the spiritual or shamanic meanings of the ladybug. And I was okay. I just came home and I started uh, checking uh, online meanings of the ladybug because I was sure that was a kind of message. Mm -hmm. I just didn't know from who. And um, and I started uh, researching about the ladybug, and it was really interesting because most of the time that I was typing, that was uh, leading me to Freya, and then I discovered that uh, ladybug is one of the symbols of Freya, and um, it, there is a word I think so is in, in German, in Germanic language. That says that the laid bug is the is Freya's hen, and when the Christianity came to to the Norse countries, that name was uh, changed, and the laid bug uh, started being called Mary's hen. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, and I was interesting. I, I thought it was. It's interesting. And then I continued reading, 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 and another symbol that came out uh, about Freya was uh, daisies, the flowers. And it's really interesting because I had daisies in my house exactly that, that period that I discovered about the ladybug, meaning I had daisies. And it's interesting because I just um, collected the daisies on the road, me and my husband, we used to go out to take pictures of wildlife. And for the first time, the daisies were like calling me. Daisies are every year <laughs> during the summer <laughs> mm -hmm. everywhere. But for the first time, I really wanted the daisies. And I had some daisies. I had it inside my car. I had a bottle of water. And I just uh, grabbed some daisies and I put in the bottle of water. And they came home really nice. And they were fresh and beautiful for a few days. And when I look at the daisies in my house and I was, wow, 
it's crazy. I, I, I'm this attraction for days is in the late bug coming to my arm. Something is going on. And then I decided to have a, 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 a ritual done to, to celebrate Freya. And in the next days, I start having the inspiration to create an Oracle deck. So I started my process of um, uh, studying, uh, making my researches, and the deck is here. <laughs> Three <laughs> years later, he he's ready to to go to everybody's hand and to inspire and to give guidance and direction and good advice. Indeed, and so the deck will be about thirty-five cards, if I remember correctly. Thirty-six. 36 cards. Great. Yes. And I have I have a uh, a copy that you you gave to me so that I could look at it and the artwork is stunning. And how did you get inspired for some of the different scenes for the oracle or what how, how did some of those come about? Like uh, of course amber, I mean there's some very obvious connections uh our brisingheim and <laughs> the necklace uh, the image of the vulva, the tears, um, but some of the other things. How did you? How did that process kind of come about for how to figure out what else to put as the journey of the vulva? So um, all the what I believe is everything has a meaning, and uh, sometimes when we we don't go a little deeper, or I don't, I not even mean deep deeper, but when we work with symbolism and we work with symbols in general. Um, aside of the obvious meaning, everything has more to, to teach. So you, you, you just mentioned uh, the amber. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that is a very interesting card to me because even though the amber could mean a lot of stuff. I think the meaning that uh, came to me to put on the book, to put on the on the on the card, is really a little more um, not obvious, and uh, and I like that. So that is one of the non obvious cards, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Um, the vulva and the the title of the book uh, the oracle of the, uh, of freya journey of the vulva came during the the process like um freya is a goddess related to magic to to sorcery and to sadie magic that is a type of sorcery shamanism it's 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 so complex and uh, the vulvas I think they, they are the, the human representation of all the spiritual power of Freya. They are those women that could explore other realities. They are the women that they, they could access other worlds. And I think I, I miss, it's, it's me. It's really a personal opinion and Based in my experience, it's not a, a, a criticism or anything like that. It's I think many times in paganism when I was more involved in the community and I have I had my my kindred. I think we we explore so 
so little or just the surface of this connection with the the spiritual world or the other dimensions, the other mm-hmm. re- realities. And uh, I was inspired to bring a little of this to this deck. So it was not really a, a decision, but it was a, a, a natural process to bring this spiritual connection a little deeper because I think we 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 have beautiful connection with our pagan deities like we were sheep we do offering we celebrate but I think sometimes we we miss that that point of connecting of uh, exploring our spiritual abilities and discovering our spiritual potential. And it, it's really interesting how all this came to me. That was a personal process too. I was starting uh, discovering another spiritual path that I became a channel of uh, the nomadic wisdom that is a, is a, I channel spirits related to the desert. And I was in the process of really having trances, things that I never experimented before. I was having that uh, awakening when Freya came. So it's interesting how how I learned um, in both uh, sides with in during the creation of the Oracle and during my channeling with the spirits that are not related to Norse mythology. But in the end, that was the entire process. And of course, the Oracle deck is not about me or about my experience. I try to be as much as I can universal and put everything in a language for everybody. It's not really uh, uh, about me. But it's interesting how this this process came. And I think the, the vulva is the, the key point that it's missing in, in, in a lot of practices as a pagan, at least to, to myself, you know. Wow. <laughs> that's, some, that's some great, great things. And what are a couple of your favorite cards? Now, of course, our, our listeners won't be able to see them. But we can to kind of describe maybe two or three of them and why they why they have meaning to you. Uh, I will start with the cover of the book because it's the vulva. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, this is a beautiful card. Anyway, all of them are beautiful. Yes, they all are. And um, the vulva is a woman. She's dressed with um, fur, animal fur. She has a helmet uh, of a boar on top of, of her head. She's sitting in a beautiful chair, almost a throne. And she has bones and skulls around her. She has paintings all, all over her body. And also she, she is uh, holding a staff. So it's... It's really powerful. She's with closed eye, closed eyes, like really connecting herself to another world. So, I really mm-hmm. like this card. Mm-hmm. It is a very powerful card, that's for sure. It really pulls you into the other world and wanting to take that journey. Yeah, and uh, I want to describe two other cards that I. You told me couple, but I want one more. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
Anyway, I like the chosen ones. This card uh, depicts Freya walking in a beautiful white dress. And her dress is spotted with blood because she's walking in a battlefield. And there is a lot of uh, dead warriors, a lot of corpses on the floor. And the souls of these, these guys are following her. So mm -hmm. to me, it's so powerful. I like the way the artist, we are going to talk about him <laughs> later, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. I, I like the, the way the illustrator was able to make this powerful image. To me, it's really uh, powerful. Now, yeah, let's talk about that for a second because that detail of her walking through the field and collecting the blood of these warriors on the hem of her dress is, is a fine detail that people might not think about. And, and it doesn't, it's not just like way on the bottom, it's drenched halfway up. Uh, was that something that you specifically asked Igor no. to do? Or he created this uh, because we know how in tune he is with these things? Um, no, I didn't ask. I just, most of the time when I, when I work with illustrators, I explain very little because I, I want, I don't want to interfere mm -hmm. in the creativity. I, I'm not an artist to to put my words in in an image i i want to have this partnership going on so fabio the illustrator he just came with this card and i i had nothing to say about this card to say oh no change these or change no mm -hmm. this, this is one of the cards that caught me right away and mm -hmm. i couldn't I couldn't add anything. I couldn't change anything. Yeah, and I did. I did make spec. I said Igor, but I meant Fabio. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Earlier. It's okay. Yeah, because I know why you have Igor in your mind. Igor made the Nehalenia and Morrigan. Yes. And uh, Fabio uh, made Freya. So yeah, that is that is a really powerful card as well. I can see why why you uh, adore it so much, why it's so important to you. Yeah. yeah, and even in the battlefield, she has a golden glow around her. Always, mm -hmm. she's mm -hmm. really so. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful card. Really, mm -hmm. like all of them. A lot of great detail in there as well. Yes, and your third favorite card, which isn't your doesn't mean it's more favorite than any others but <laughs> yeah i have 36 uh favorite, favorite cards yes. <laughs> <laughs> another one that i choose here is was the hall freya's hall mm -hmm. sensorim sensorim near is uh, is really hard to pronounce but anyway says rim near yes yes this card it's a hall really she's sitting on the back of the hall there is a beautiful table and food and drink. There are uh, four warriors sitting there and toasting and they are having, they are enjoying. And she's sitting there observing them. She, she's sitting in a throne mm -hmm. and she has two Valkyries, two women by her side. So I really like this card too. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> And the hall is one that um, people are really interested in because we don't know much about it. So um, it will be great to see 
great to see how that comes up to play in the readings and and those how did you find out about fabio and how did how did this relationship come together with you two igor is very busy and he couldn't get freya's uh, oracle deck to do i had nehalenia done by by hand Fre- uh, morgan done by hand and this manual art illustration takes too long to be done and mm-hmm. I, I really wanted to start the process of Freya. And Fabio, I discovered him because I, I just asked it. <laughs> I just uh, asked it on Facebook if somebody knew, like I did about <laughs> Igor too. <laughs> anyway, Facebook is the Google of my life sometimes. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I asked if one could ha- indicate, uh, recommend me somebody to do illustration and somebody recommend me uh, a girl. And I start talking to her and she say, oh, uh, I'm really busy, but my husband also is an illustrator and you can talk to him. And was Fabio. Oh. And then he he made the, the process, the entire uh, like the draft by hand and then he start doing the, the digital uh, final art so it's, yeah. uh, it's a very complex uh, also it's not just g- digital but it's it's a mix of manual and digital art and Fabio is also a musician he's a he's very artistic and he's an illustrator since he was a kid he started drawing and he's a self-taught musician, self-taught illustrator. And then when he became an adult, he went to school to graduate in graphic design. So he's a very, he's a good skilled guy. Yeah. In arts. And, and yes, he has a rock and roll metal, uh, heavy metal, something band like that. And uh, I really, I really think that it worked good. He he was really excited about Freya. He he he's not a pagan. His wife is. So many times he he wants some inspiration, and he used to talk to me. But I'm pretty sure he was talking to her too because she's pagan mm-hmm. and and she knows not that much, but she knows about Freya. So I'm pretty sure he got a lot from her. And uh, yes, and came out really beautiful. They did. They really did. It's amazing how how wonderful they are. And especially when you probably just communicated a few ideas and then to see how he brings that visual together. Yeah, like uh, when I give a description of a card and say, I just say like the battlefield. Ah, Freya, she chooses the souls of the dead uh, warriors to take them to to her hall. Something like really simple. I, I, and then he was able to really go there and explore and put everything. Like I give as little information as possible, just the basic to make him understand what it's about. And then he had the freedom as all the illustrators that I work with. I always give this freedom because if they create something and I don't like uh, or that is not the, the, the point, we can change. So most of the time they are very inspired and somehow and and they, they used to, to tell me stories like, oh, I didn't know about this goddess, but wow, what a beautiful energy. They started describing, and Fabio was also like this, even though he's not a pagan, nothing 
know that much spiritual or something, he was really telling me in the beginning, say, yeah, I, I, can, I can feel something when I start thinking oh, about the cards. I really can can feel that I'm being inspired also. Like there is an excitement in ideas and my, my creativity comes out. So and I say, wow, nice. <laughs> yeah, that is great. Well, I'm sure people are going to love the artwork that he's created um, because they really are beautifully represent the cards and then how to use them. Because folks, I also got to read the book already. So, <laughs> <laughs> which is very exciting. One of the cool things that you've done with each of these decks so far is you've created chants. You had a really fun one with a really nice one with Nihalenia, and you've created one for the Morrigan, and you've also created one for Freya. Th that's so cool that you come up with these chants to go with the Oracle decks and for the goddesses, of course. And for the Freya and the Morrigan, uh, you had them recorded by a wonderful and beautiful singer named Elsa Field. And tell us about the chants and how they came about and finding Elsa and how did that work out? So when I was in Brazil, I, I used to create chants to a lot of deities, practically all the Norse gods and goddesses, they have chants in mm -hmm. Portuguese. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> That's <laughs> pretty, cool. <laughs> pretty much all of them, almost all of them. And I used just to start singing and anyway. I'm not a singer. To say, anyway, I, as a singer, it's better if I keep quiet. <laughs> I really, <laughs> I really don't sing that good. I just don't like my voice. My recorded voice is even worse <laughs> most of the time. So anyway, I feel the same about me. I don't think people want to hear me sing. <laughs> But I don't. I I think really the gods and goddesses they don't care. They really appreciate the. I think the change is a is a really way of devotion and 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 the 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 moment that we we give ourselves to them. So for many years, I've been thinking about. Uh, translating my chants to English. And I, uh, I never found a way to do that. So I experimented a few years ago to use the same uh, melody of Nehalenia uh, in Portuguese to make a chant in English and was okay. It's not my favorite, but it's okay. I tried. Uh, to find somebody to record, but I, I never found, and a lot of people are busy. I, I'm going to do that later, and never happens. So I was okay. Last year, I, I was working uh, on the Oracle of Freya, and I started having the idea for the chant. And then I created Freya one year ago, something like that. Mm -hmm. And I, like... Couple weeks ago, yes, around couple weeks ago, I was really thinking about, oh, I need to create something to Morrigan because uh, it's a goddess that I have a lot of connection, but I, I don't have any change to her. And then I start having the melody, and then I sit down and start putting the lyrics, and came out. So uh, last weekend, I was with a friend that is a professional musician, and she was trying to help me with recording the, the, the chants. But because I cannot sing, also her, she cannot sing. <laughs> <laughs> and she can put beautiful instruments, but she cannot sing. She just told me, do me a favor, hire somebody to 
to sing your chants. And then one more time, I went to Facebook. Please, anyone, anybody that can help me with singing my chants. And somebody just recommended. I had a lot of recommendations and I checked a few and Elsa Field's voice just caught me right away. And then I followed this recommendation to, to, to work with, uh, Elsa Field. She lives in Glastonbury. She is a professional singer. She has a beautiful work with singing to the goddess. So she sings a chant and it's just beautiful, her voice. And I contacted her and she was really excited to do that. We were expecting to have it done like le next week and she did it just in a couple days. Wow. <laughs> she was really excited mm -hmm. and I was really excited too. So I just received the chants. I cannot stop listening to them because they are very nice, not because I, I composed them, but because they really became beautiful in her voice they did and yes and they will be part of the the campaign of uh, freya's deck and also i'm going to release um the morrigan chant and now maybe i'm going to use elsa again to record nani halenia so everything will be okay and probably i will be more excited to compose all the chants to all the goddesses oh that'll be great look forward to those as well well the deck will come with a beautiful book with a lot of information in it specifically relating to the the meanings of the cards and how they're coming about but it's also going to have some spreads that you've created for readings correct Yep. I think if I recall, three or four? Three. Three. Yeah, uh, two very simple methods and one more specific, that is the journey of the Volvo method, that we can go deeper and explore different layers of reality. It's really interesting. It is. And I haven't done that spread yet, but I think I'm going to. And what a perfect time to do a journey of the Volva with this spread then uh, in October when we're doing so many recognitions and remembrances of our ancestors and the gods and goddesses and the Morrigan. And this will be a great time to connect with Freya, the journey of the Volva. Yes. Um, yes, I think it also through the winter and... Um, Even it's just a spread, but I think it can be used also as a personal journey to meditate about the different aspects of our lives. So one thing that I, I consider really important, and, and most of the time I talk to people about this, and I put that on my books too. I, I create the oracle, but I really consider it's never done. It's never complete. An oracle is like a language, is alive. It can change. It can go in different direction. It can um, expand the meanings. Mm -hmm. So it's a, a tool that everybody should have their connection with that tool. Uh, don't, don't, follow just what is there what is is the meaning just feel the cards let the cards talk to you what that card is telling that i was not able to to put in words on the book 
Mm-hmm. Pretty much, I, I put the, the, the obvious and the insights that I had, but it's never enough. Uh, a symbol is really something that has a million meanings. So let the, the oracle talk to you. Talk to the oracle and explore. Create other, other methods. Uh, use uh, the methods that you feel more comfortable with. So it's that. It's, that is your tool. Um, that is no truth. One truth about any oracle. That in, in your hand becomes your truth is that. I love how you just described that. That is so true about Oracle and those aspects of things. I mean, the book that that will come with this or any Oracle deck is a guide, but uh, it's really the connection we make. Use that book for notes, right? Write some notes in there (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, as we learn more things. So let's talk about how and when the Oracle of Freya, the journey of the Volvo will come out and come about. I am releasing this episode in conjunction with the the release of the Kickstarter. Yep. We are going to launch the campaign on Kickstarter. And I hope everybody just fall in love with this deck. Uh, this is a very beautiful deck. I'm, I, I, I'm suspicious talking about that all the, all the time. I'm not, I'm, uh, I'm not uh, trying to say that because it's my creation. No, the credits of the beauty, it's not only mine, but especially of the illustrator because he was yes. really good. And um, yeah, we are going to do the Kickstarter. We, I had a very beautiful experience with, uh, with my campaign for the Morgan being supported. And I hope Freya goes uh, in the same direction, maybe even better. And yeah. I have a few ideas that um, most of the time, because of the costs, I'm not able to do a beautiful box, something like that. So... I'm I'm going to have stretching goals going on. Like if we get to a little more than what I need to do the deck, we are going to have a better box. Probably we are going to have gold gilded cards instead of just simple cards. The the edge is just simple. So yes, we're going to try. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and the, the kick- best and the most beautiful. <laughs> Absolutely. The Kickstarter will be linked in the sh- in the show notes, in the liner notes. And if someone hears us after the Kickstarter campaign has already accomplished, then they can go to bellaseol.com and that's where the, the deck can be purchased uh, at, uh, at a later date. And when are you expecting that to be released? I'm expecting to release that around March or April uh, 2022 because I really feel like this, this deck is coming out during the springtime and I'm working with more time than I work with the Morgan. I don't want to have any delay, any problem. I want to have a very good time to check everything. If everything goes okay, maybe even before, but I feel like really March uh, around the the spring equinox would be just a, a beautiful time to have the deck. Yeah, I agree with you. And you 
mentioned 2022, but do you mean 2021 next year? Sorry. <laughs> yes, okay. I, I, I don't 2022 now. <laughs> no, it's 2021. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Well, we'll look forward to that then. And I'm sure well, you take beautiful photos. So there's going to be some, some beautiful photographs on the Kickstarter. Bella, thanks so much. I'm going to end the show with the beautiful Freya chant and uh, let our list- listeners hear it and get excited about the deck of Oracle of the Freya with uh, Journey of the Volva. So thank you so much for joining. Thank you. And uh, always, 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 I have a lot to thank you for supporting me, for being a good friend and uh, may Freya bless us with beauty in our lives and light and everything shining in our paths. I agree. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Please leave positive comments on iTunes and other podcast distributors. This helps others to find the podcast. Please send feedback and ideas to giftsoftheweird at gmail.com. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Weird Gifts, Facebook at Gifts of the Weird, and on Instagram at Weird Gifts One. Check out the show notes for links. Thank you and hail the gods. Seeress and sorceress, traveler of the feathered mantle, Norse lady of fertility. Granter of wealth and love Freya, goddess of beauty Breathing garments, bright bearer Divine female power Daughter of earth and sea Governor of life and death The honor for the chosen ones Luminous Verne Patroness Joy of the blooming fields The seeress and sorceress Traveler of the feathered mantle Norse lady of fertility Granter of wealth and love Freya, goddess of beauty Breathing garments, bride bearer Divine female power Daughter of earth and sea Governor of life and death The honor for the chosen ones Luminous Vani Patroness Joy of the blooming fields The seeress and the sorceress Traveler of the feathered mantle Norse lady of fertility Granter of wealth